0: Welcome to Section Four Twenty, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, if they've done it. Uh, maybe a little too little, too late, but the Yankees have finally released Josh Donaldson from the roster. Um, you know, I even read like a couple of days ago, like him and Rizzo were kind of you know taking batting practice, maybe some fielding drills. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, Rizzo, I understand, but Do- Donaldson coming back? Why? You know, he was been on the sixty day IL with that partial tan to calf. But it's like, what is he coming back for? I mean, the season's over. No one wants to see him. I mean, come on. But the Yankees do finally make the move, drop the hammer, uh, officially releasing Josh Donaldson. So I guess, you know, that just solves that mystery there. And of course, another little story, um, Harrison Bader placed on waves. Now this seems like to be an August sort of deal. Now, I'm going to really want to dedicate this episode to Josh Donaldson. So, we'll get into the beta thing a little bit. But before we do, uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. So, what you're listening right now can't get anywhere else unless you're a podcast subscriber. So, you know, maybe I'll mention on YouTube at some time. But you're getting this right here, right now, before anything else. So, make sure you are a podcast subscriber wherever you go. Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Subscribe. And while you're at it, just go over YouTube and subscribe there as well. Section 420, Talking Yankees. See me and hear me. But definitely subscribe to this podcast. So let's get back around to Josh Donaldson. Uh, Finally, the Yankees dropped the hammer there. Officially releasing him. Probably should, something that should have been done maybe a little sooner, but nevertheless, that's done now. I'm going to get to Donaldson on the back end. Just wanted to quickly get baited, because, you know, obviously we're running out of uh, August days here, and it's kind of an August thing. So he's placed on wai- waivers. Uh, seems like the same thing with the Mets, calls Carrasco. Um, this is sort of an August deal where you're placed on waivers. Now he's still uh, in the Yankee lineup as they, you know, continue to play in Detroit. Uh, in that series so it's a situation where let's just say several teams claim him it's in reverse of MLB standing orders so the the team with the lesser record will get the first crack at him so so you know let's just say you have uh, a team with uh, I don't know 70 wins versus a team with 60 wins they both claim him. the team with the 60 wins if I read this correctly uh, will be able to get the claim on Bader now Back in the old days, uh, I guess they, they, they trashed the previous system where um, a team could put a claim on a waiver and then both teams would work out some sort of trade. Well, uh, 2019, they did away with that system. So this is the current system they're using and it, again this is an opportunity for a team let's say they want to pick up Bader you make the d- deal in August and as long as he's on the, your roster before September 1st you can then use him for the postseason so this is something where the Yankees are putting him out there now the Yankees don't get anything returned you know back in the day you I think you used to get like a pick or uh, a draft pick or something with some sort of compensation after on the Yankees got no compensation for this all they get is relieving of Bader's uh, salary I believe there's like 880 thousand dollars left uh you know I, w- I wish i got a monthly check like that i gotta say beta late league and been a little bit of a disappointment i was excited for him and he's had some good moments as the yankees was good in the playoffs last season uh but again a little bit of the injury bug and just you know not really playing too well you know hitting kind of like the rest of the guys 240 250 uh you know again at times he does provide some excitement but Hurt a little bit, and who knows if he's hurt now again? Not not hitting it much lately, and he's just been really quiet this entire second half of the season. And again, if you want to look back at the trade for Jordan Montgomery, well, right now Montgomery's playing for a Texas team that has some postseason aspirations, and he's you know doing relatively well in the long run. Was this a bad move for the Yankees? Kind of hard to say. I mean, again, Beta was. The only kind of live body the Yankees had in the last year's postseason, now they got swept by Houston, so what difference does it make, and again, in spots when the Yankees seemed good this season, you know, it was when Beta was around, uh, but overall, you say, you know, a quality lefty in Jordan Montgomery, I mean, the Yankees could kind of use that right now, uh, you know, instead of uh, putting Michael King out there uh, for three innings and then, you know, going bullpen rested away, but... I, I thought it was okay at the time. You know, that was a gutsy move by Cash to do it. Again, Montgomery with the Yankees was always like a 500 pitcher, so all these people are freaking out. Like, you know, he was had a respectable ERA, but it wasn't like we let some sort of gem go. I, I think, you know, when you look at an, at an offensive player, if you got someone who could play every day and a center fielder is good, generally that's the higher valued person over a pitcher who only pitches every fifth game and is a, you know, at best he was what, a number four. I don't even know if he's a number three starter, maybe a number four starter. So in that debate, you would always take the center fielder. So I don't think it was a terrible move by Cashman, but get get, to get yet another Cashman move that just seemingly, you know, his past two seasons been more misses than hits, and unfortunately, uh, you know, Beta just turned out seems to turn out to one of them just yeah, hasn't been hit lately. Now doesn't mean it's goodbye forever for the Yankees. So you know, let's just say a team claims and he's gone. Okay, it's fine. He's still going to be a free agent. So if the Yankees really want him back, they could get him back. And we've seen that Yankees do that in the past. Uh, you know, when they traded away Raul Chapman in 2016, then they signed him to get him back as a free agent in 2017. So, you know, Bader liked it here. I think the Yankees liked Bader, liked him hit more, obviously hit better. But obviously, you know, it doesn't mean it's goodbye for Baders. It's just really just for the Yankees to dump some salary in this last month. And we didn't really get this early up with Jason Dominguez. But now, you know, you have an opportunity uh, since he was promoted when the Yankees bought up uh, Pereira and Peraza. They promoted Jason Dominguez, their uh triple a well now in september if beta is gone well centerfield's gonna be open and opportunity maybe see what dominguez got there you know why not just give you know this last month obviously not going for the playoffs just give the fans something to look at and then you kind of have this push to your future maybe this the i don't want to use the whole term baby bombers because it kind of leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth but yeah look you got volpe there and bopping his bat and peraza and Pereira, now you bring up jason dominguez and like all right you got four or five guys that all right let's you know there's something to look forward to at least you know I kind of mentioned, you know, one of the previous podcast episodes, which is why I got to be a podcast subscriber, why, you know, 2023 is probably would be the worst of the, the seasons, you know, the Yankees haven't made the postseason lately, is that there's nothing to look forward to, you know, at least I said in that rant, to 2024, well, you know, if Dominguez could come and be hit and some of these other guys hit, at least he at least leaves something to look forward for, for 2024, which in fact now... Also reported the Yankees um, raising the ticket prices for the ticket holders there, for season ticket holders. So, if a lousy season, you have to pay a little bit more to see it next year, and hopefully the brand of base will be better. The whole thing with season tickets, I did it way back. at the—you Yeah, know, I did it for the new stadium a couple of seasons. I'm going back maybe 2000. Not, uh, not nine, not, uh, by 10, 11. I did it for a couple of seasons. I don't really know why anyone does season tickets unless, I mean, if you're wealthy enough and you just want your seat down there in the main section and that's your thing and you know you got the money to do that, then it kind of makes sense. I think for any other fan, it's just I don't know why you do season tickets. I know you want to kind of put money to the team and commit to the team. I get that. You know, I almost felt like you're investing the team a little bit and. But it's like, alright, you got these seats and, I mean, you can just go and StubHub any day and just get a seat right there. And Alright, yes, yeah, so if you're a season ticket holder, then you don't have to worry about that and for the, the big marquee games, like the, the, the Subway Series games and, you know, when the Boston ticket was a hot ticket, and things like that. Alright, I understand that point that well, you, you don't have to pay outrageous prices to see one of those games. I get that, but for all these other seats you got, and it's like, how many times you try to sell it and you can't sell it, and you know, you're stuck with seats you, you know you can't use half the time. It's, I don't even know why people do it, but those are the people that kind of contribute to the team. They feel like doing something. That's how you want to spend your money. Do what you got to do there. But uh, you're going to pay a few more dollars for your season tickets next year. So that's the Harrison Beta situation. Now let's turn our focus attention to Josh Donaldson. You know, when I, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, when I saw that he was starting to work out a little bit, I was like, wait, there's no way this guy could come back. Well, I mean, how are you going to sell that to the fans? I mean, just after everything. Why would you want him back? I mean, you know, even Peraza stinks the rest of the way. Just play him at third base. And at this point, you got nothing. To, at least he's a young guy. Let him just take some lumps and let, let's just see what he got. I mean, Donald's not going to come here. What, what is he going to contribute? Is it two wins? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And even when he came back originally in June, he hit home runs, so you can't totally knock the guy. But it was like eight home runs in, like, you know, non game winning situations. It was just kind of like, you know, fluff home runs and garbage time. Only like one of the home runs was actually a meaningful one in a Yankee win. Although the home runs was just kind of like, meh. You know, it was in, in garbage time where the Yankees you were know, losing the game anyway. I meant, you know, he was still hitting like 160, so nothing really changed. So, I don't think he was going to come back. There would be no point for him to come back here. And just, I guess the Yankees just made it official. He's released from roster, and he's probably done with baseball. Yeah, you know, obviously, know, it was in the final year of this deal. Yankees are probably going to still pay him to go home. And I kind of told you this was going to happen, you know, uh, I a couple of seasons ago, uh, you know, when the Yankees 2016 started tearing it down, they basically just released a rod basically paid him to say just go home same thing with even you know you know Teixeira's more of a likable guy you know Teixeira's having a lot of problems with the wrist and the neck injury and it just they just said all right just go home and so I kind of felt they figured they were going to do the same thing with Donaldson and they did so now like how you want to look back at the Donaldson thing you know it's going to be mostly negative uh you know he kind of something about him just sort of epitomizes what this Yankee team is right now and is this like a guy that strikes out a lot and hits your occasional home run and just kind of a did nothing in the postseason except swing and miss, swing. And, and it's just like, there's something about him just sort of embodied this entire Yankee team, the, this way the offense is. You know, just, let's, let's look at look, look back at the trade. I mean, at the time, again, Cashman, a little bit of a gutsy move there, but you got to look at the pieces. I mean, I don't think it was terrible, a terrible trade at the time. Look, we knew what Donaldson was. He was basically a 240 hitter, but he'll get you 25 home runs, play good defense at third base, and a little shorter. That's just kind of what he was a little bit last season. Again, again, he hit much lower than that. But you know you expect the guy to hit 210 or 200. Uh, but you know he was this is kind of what he was when he bought in. You know he, obviously his, his MVP days were over. But here's a guy that you know for, put a lot of good stats for um, Toronto, Oakland, and was an MVP in 2015. I know that's like eight years in the past, but yeah, you know good play. And you're getting him and kind of fluff for, for basically Gio. Now look, we all like Gio Urshela, Um Solid defensively. Maybe give him the slight edge over Josh Donaldson. But Gio. He would hit for a high average, but he was kind of a bop hitter. He was going to get you maybe at, at most 12 home runs, 11 home runs. I mean, that's kind of what he is. So, you know, would you say Donaldson's the better player at the time? You could kind of make that argument. Maybe batting average-wise, Gio was the better player. Maybe slightly better defensive. He be a total thing there. You know, Donaldson, you're not giving up that much of defense, and you can't complain. I mean, his defense was good the past two seasons, even last year. With, um, you know, kind of left, even with the struggles, that left side of the Yankee defense was much, much improved uh, compared to 2021 and previously with Yankees, you know, kicking the ball around a lot. So you know he did hold down third base well there, so you can't complain. You know since he's not not a homegrown Yankee, he's kind of you know seen, even though they got him on a trade, he's a bit of a mercenary. He's not there, and he's not really a likable guy. You know Cole had some problems with him, and of course remember the situation last season where it be like Tim Anderson and him kind of got into this. He seemed like a bit of an edge on, his, you know, chip on his shoulder, and that's kind of one of the reasons Cashman wanted to bring him in. He felt the Yankee team was just a little too a uh, little flat, and, you know, not really you know tough enough. Really, if we wanted to kind of bring a little toughness to the thing, so that's that's the package for him. So look. Was it a bad trade? I don't know. I can't call it bad. This is cut it because you got to look at the other situation. What what the Yankees were able to relieve themselves of, which was Gary Sanchez, who wasn't cutting it here. And if you look at Gary Sanchez right now, and we'll look at both of them. Gary Sanchez right now playing for San Diego, and look, he bounced around a little bit this season, uh, and looks like he got his footing with the, the Padres. Okay, but he's hitting like two eighteen. He's got eighteen home runs and forty five RBIs, and that's what he is. He's more or less the same as Josh Donaldson. He would, if, if he was here, he'd be hitting 200. He'll crack a few home runs, of course. and But still, he'd be driving the fans nuts. Plus, we know with his framing and his pitching defense, is isn't that good. It was almost declining to the point where Cole didn't even want to throw to him, especially in big postseason games. You couldn't have his bat in there. So I don't think it was a terrible trade. It didn't really work out, I mean, but the way the Yankees wanted, but Gary Sanchez was finished. Here. He couldn't go on, so if you had a way to get him out, to make someone take him off his hands, you have to give something. That's what the give was Gio. I don't think the Yankees wanted to get rid of Gio Sheller, but for them to take Gary Sanchez, who was a bit of a project, you at least got to give them a sure thing, and the sure thing was Gio Schella, not making much money, but a good quality player, and that's that's what you got to, you know, that was a trade. And of course, got uh, Minnesota to eat a little bit of the Donaldson's contract there, so Again, for the Yankees, it wasn't a terrible trade. I mean, I'll, I'll just say it was neutral. Now the Yankees got back. They got Donaldson. They got IKF. You know, IKF. I think he started off good last season. Trailed off a little bit. and Really gave you nothing in the postseason. This season, obviously, he lost his job to Volpe. So it took a while to get bats. And look to his credit, he learned to play outfield. And he's been Mister Utility for the Yankees. And you know, even pitching in blowouts. So he is what he is as well. He's another 250 hitter. Whether like four or five home runs and serviceable. That's it. I mean, it's just. It's a pick em. You know, I, I can't say it was a bad trade. And, of course, the Yankees getting Ben Rovette I mean, obviously, the jury's still out on him. And I don't know if he's part of the Yankees' future plans. Obviously, you know, Austin Wells is probably, you know, if things work out, would be their catcher of the future. But, hey, look, it, I think it wasn't a bad deal. You took a little bit of a gamble um, but you, you just expect, you know, even though Donaldson was a little bit like 35 at the time, it's just kind of the same situation with DJ and Stan. It's just like, you know, these guys have just aged age a little quicker than you anticipated. And this Yankees have been caught off guard a little bit. But now he's gone. He, of course, th- that money's off the roster there. And one quick note about DJ kind of went out on the radar. But he's actually been having put together a pretty good August. You know, I kind of beat up on him a lot. Uh, but he actually has been handled so I don't know, maybe something's a little better with him. Is it Sean Casey paying off? I don't know. But I just want to throw in that little quick sidebar there because I do spend a lot of time beating up on him. But overall, you got to say the Yankees uh, didn't expect DJ uh, to fall as far as he did, um, as well as Stan. Just, you know, again, it, I, we don't know if it's an age thing. We don't know if it's an injury thing. We don't know yet, but obviously they didn't commit to these two guys thinking that these guys would fall off in production, even though DJ's been having a good August. But I just want to mention that there. And, of course, you know, I mentioned before, Donaldson, there's something about him. I think just got onto the fans. You know, they went down the list. You know, Joey Gallo was the enemy. They got rid of him. Then it became Hicks. They had to ship him out there. And Donaldson, to his credit, he never said anything bad. He never snapped back at the fans. Never threw a middle finger. Never even blown a kiss like Rondon. So, Donaldson, even though he's a chippy guy, you know, kind of held his temper there. Same thing with Stanton. I mean, he never says, you know, even though fans get on, he never says the wrong thing. And give Donaldson some credit there. He never had any outbursts like that. He just took his booze and went back to the plate there and. You know, that was that. So that closed the chapter on Josh Donaldson. I think with him gone, though, again, symbolically, just something about him, just the type of player, you know, of hitting 200 and occasionally hit home runs, it's been kind of like, he just came, he's just been symbolic of what this team is. So I think with him gone, it just helps, and just knowing mentally he's gone. And now we'll see what some of these kids do. And, of course, Bader, um, you know, got to, I guess, the 31st uh, for a team to claim him and uh, put him on the, their roster before that. Other than that, obviously, after the first, I think he'll just stay with the Yankees. I don't think the Yankees are going to release him just doesn't make sense at that point just write him out and then see see if you want to bring him back in free agency so that's the episode this is uh, I'm gonna, even though Bader is still floating around he could be gone but still this is the Josh Donaldson episode so we'll dedicate this one to Josh Donaldson you know and he's probably done with baseball I think he's like 37 now and it doesn't seem like he has anything left I mean he's a 150 hitter I mean I know he gets a home run once in a while but he's probably done with baseball so that's the career Josh Donaldson went out in a Yankee uniform. And, of course, you know, I don't think he's going to Hall of Fame or anything like that, so I don't have to worry about him wearing the Yankee hat, nor would he do that if that's the case. So we'll catch you on the next episode. I guess we'll do a wrap-up when Detroit ends, and then uh, take it from there. Later.